reality is they might read the Gospels first. They might not know a ton of the Old Testament yet. Like they're kind of behind on knowing all that. But does that even really matter? Like, yeah. I, I don't think it does. Yeah. At, you know, like if they're consistently pursuing Christ, it's more about the character and are they following Jesus than can they quote everything in the Bible? Yeah. In my opinion. Who are they today and where are they going? What's up, fam? Hey, guys. It's JJ and Katie. We, we switched it up this time. <laughs> you said hello first. I know. I can't believe it. I think they liked it. You, they did? I, I hope so. <laughs> they love hearing from you. You guys, hey, we have a great episode coming for you today. This is episode two of our series on red flags. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you need to, because last week's episode really prefaces this whole season. We talk about red flags versus deal breakers. What is a red flag really? And why we think sometimes people write people off too early because they see a red flag versus getting curious and finding out more information because red flags and deal breakers are different. You know, what's funny was I was just about to ask you. You were. To summarize the last episode. And he did a great job. In Thanks, honey. That was a fast little review. Um, but I really go listen to the last episode. Um and this season, we're bringing you episodes about red flags every single episode. So we have a whole season lineup for you. However, I want to say this. If you want to submit an idea, like a topic to be covered, you can do that if you are a part of our Patreon community, which we just launched. Do you want to tell them, babe, about Patreon? Yeah, it's basically our way of funding and supporting this podcast. Yes. And so if this series or this podcast in any way has impacted you in your life and you're looking for a way to give back and support us, this is the best way. And we hope in every tier, mm. there's something that actually that gives back to you and makes it a win for you guys as well. Yeah. We have just talking. What's the next one? You Oh, just talking. We have dating. We have in a relationship. Oh, yeah. We have true love. We, we have escalated. the one. Yeah. But there's three main tiers and then two bonus tiers. And each tier, like you get something new. So the first tier, you get access to a bonus podcast episode per month. Yes. The second, and that's only $5. The second tier, um, you get access to that. Plus, you get to ask questions to be featured on the podcast. And you get to submit topics to be covered. And then tier three, you get all of that. Plus you get discounts to all of our events like conference and school of dating. And you also get access to a Zoom hangout with us once a month. Right. And don't we have an update coming? What? All the content. <gasps> That's right. Thanks, baby. Okay. We decided to actually bring back all of our content from our past program, the Singles Academy. We have 12 incredible masterclasses from that program that are rich in teaching, both from JJ and I and from guest speakers like Jamal Miller, Carrie Garcia, Riley Sewell, Riley Kehoe, excuse me, and others. And it's so good. So you're actually going to be able to get that now in tier three in the in the relationship tier. Plus, you're going to get access to, drumroll please, HODC 2023 replay. That's right. What? That's Let's go. crazy. We had to work on that one with Kate. She was a little like, I was like, really, sure? guys? Are we really going to give that? That's right. But we are. So if you want those things, it, you can get it in tier three in a relationship. But really, Patreon just helps like creators like us to be able to fund the podcast and the dreams we have from this show, which we have a lot of. Um, so thank you guys already for doing it. Hey, we have a goal of reaching 300 patrons. I think last time I checked, we were in the 30s, so which is totally great. But would you guys consider we want to get to 300 by the end of September? So we'd love to have your support. Okay, so right now we're going to also go into a segment of the show where we do a question from our Patreon community. So this question is from Melissa, and we're going to play it, and then we're going to answer it. Hi, Kate. My name is Melissa, and I recently found your page, um, and I loved your story of how you and JJ 
met and just the progression of your entire relationship. Um, and one thing that stood out to me was when you said that at the start of your relationship, you were dealing with really serious burnout and depression. Um, so I just wanted to know what that looked like in your relationship. How did you guys work through those challenges? Um, or was it more of an internal thing where you had to work on it by yourself with just JJ's support? Um, so yeah, I would love to know your answer on that because I'm somebody that is also dealing with depression and burnout. Um, and I feel like mental health is something that we don't really talk about a lot in the Christian community, especially when it deals with dating. A lot of times we're told heal first and then, um, your perfect person will come along or your spouse will come along, but that doesn't seem to be the case with your story. And so I'm interested in knowing, um, what that journey was like for you and JJ. Thanks. Good question. Really good question. Not deep at all. Thanks, Melissa. No, it's so good. Um, you know, healing isn't linear, and you never know. Teddy is literally licking my leg right now. Thanks, Teddy. Um, so healing is not linear, and you never know what's going to come up in life. Um, I didn't know when I started dating JJ that I was in a season of burnout, and I definitely didn't know that I was going to be going into a season of depression. If you were to ask us, hey, if I was in a season of depression, would I have then considered dating JJ? That would probably be a very different answer than I was already dating. Actually, I was in a relationship with him and then depression came up. Right. Um, and for me, I had actually never dealt with depression before. I had never dealt with burnout to that extent before, at least that I consciously knew of. Right. And so all of that was new for me. And it wasn't necessarily things I could prepare for per se um, because they were new and I just did too much in a short amount of time and it just wrecked my body. And now I know and will set myself up in the future to not go to those places, not do that for my body. But, you know, something JJ and I recently revealed this last year was actually a few months after we got married, I actually fell back into a season of depression for a month, month and a half. And I didn't know at first I was in depression and it ended up being a really challenging season. And I thankfully had more tools to deal with it. Um, but this time I actually really had to consider some more stronger methods um, because some of the tools I had before weren't working the same. So just to say, um, even if you have tools or if you've quote unquote healed from something, it doesn't mean that thing may not come up again in your future. Uh, it's more so about like, okay, are you willing to consistently work on it? And what are you going to do when those things do come up? Mm. You know, for me, and it's especially hard when it comes to depression because like you don't feel like working through it. Um, so, but for me, I was like, we had a marriage therapist and we immediately went to that marriage therapist and was like, okay, we need some help here, you know? So it's like, instead of sitting on it for months at a time and not dealing with it, we tried to tackle it right away and do one step at a time. Um, but last thing is that, yeah, I had to take it upon myself to do a lot for myself, not just JJ supporting me or helping me through that. Yeah. And it was hard for you. It was difficult, but I think, you know, the primary focus has got to be that person. Mm. And if uh, you're the other partner in that situation, I mean, I think you have to have a divine peace, support system and wisdom to proceed yeah. And if that is a young relationship and you don't feel like you can prioritize them and kind of push pause on any kind of romantic evaluation yeah. and just literally be there for them, then I don't think that's a situation that you should continue dating. Especially in, in a depression situation. Yeah, yeah, especially. I mean, like you you really have to push everything on pause and yes. be okay with just being 100% a platonic support system. In that time. Who's not their savior. Yes. To clarify. Right. Strictly supportive. Right. Yeah. So thank you for sharing and thank you for your vulnerability in that too. Um, before we go into the episode with our fun special guest today, I want to let you guys know one more thing. This season we brought an amazing, um, or we have a new freebie for you guys. It's all about red flags and deal breakers, how to figure out what red flags are, what they are for you and what your deal breakers are. So if you want that resource, it's free. You can go to heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash red flags with an S and you can download that for free. And let's get into the episode. <laughs> 
All right, guys, we're diving into the episode today. As you know, we're doing a season on red flags. And today I'm super excited about this episode because first of all, we have a guest, which I'm going to introduce in a second. But this topic is so good. And I really think you guys are going to love this because we're talking about dating a new Christian versus maybe dating a lukewarm Christian. What does that really mean? Versus dating a non-Christian. And these topics, I feel like, come up all the time in my DMs. JJ's DMs maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. You haven't said hello, babe. <laughs> I know. We were both waiting. Well, it's not just me. I know. We're going to we introduce. Have a guest today. All right. Let's introduce our guest. We got Caden in the house. What's up, Caden? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Caden Fabrizio. Fabrizio. such a well. sick last name. Thank Italian, you. right? Italian. Italian. Yeah. I mean, I he looks it. Italian. Like, yeah. Right now, oh, I got I like the that. necklaces and the tank going on. Very Italian. Oh, that is very Italian. Italian. Yeah. Uh, be, be honest. Yeah. yeah. Do you cook, cook Italian? No. (laughs) My dad cooks, cooks Italian. So first day throws down, like puts sauce on the stove for like four days. Yeah, just a monster. Is he cooking and chaperoning your first dates? Yeah, for sure. Backseat. <laughs> yeah, backseat of the Subaru. Perfect. Just, That's yeah, the making while you're, uh, while you're courting, yeah. While we're courting. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm not a big uh, believer in dating, you know. More so courting. Court. Just yeah, courting. Yeah. Dude, court that's why we're changing the name of this, right? Yeah. To the heart courting. of courting. Yeah. Heart of courting. Yeah. Dude, that's good. so holy of you. It is man. really holy. You must guard a lot of hearts. Dude, I'm just into the, like, honestly, have you heard of a point guard? <laughs> I'm a heart guard. So. Oh, okay. oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't just with that. Just dishing out those guards. Stop yeah. It. You know, I'm just a big guarder. So. Well, speaking of dating, <laughs> courting, whatever we call it, you guys, just so you know, Caden is single. I am single. This Praise is not God. an advertisement, ladies, for you to go into his That's DMs. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's just to say, we have a single dude on the podcast we do. and we love bringing on, on. single people because I know you guys are like, well, Kate and JJ, now you're not single anymore, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You the, frauds, man. Yeah. We are just horrible. We can't be running <laughs> a podcast on dating anymore. I like, know. Yeah. We're canceled from the dating you culture because no. <laughs> but we're so excited to have you and um, just talk about this topic. But yeah. before we get in, uh, you do amazing things, Caden. Will you tell everyone like what you do? Yeah, I want I want them to know. And yeah. if, you're, if you're not forthcoming, we're gonna hype you up. Yeah, so. exactly. Please do go I, there. I'll like just lob you guys. <laughs> okay. No, first of all, thanks for coming in. I mean, yeah. I think it's cool. The listeners probably don't know this, but like we're hanging the whole day today, yes. which has been so fun. And like. Um, you're in you and me studios in yes. Pasadena, which is really cool. And so, I know, just, this is so you know, fun. it feels like it feels like I'm having friends over for dinner, mm-hmm. and then just like getting it. It feels awesome. So thanks for letting me come we on just the show. Need your and, dad to give some cooking. Next yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, he's actually going to bring in some stuff in a few minutes. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. No, but I uh, I lead a young adult uh, unity revival and outreach movement so called cool. Yona, and uh, what we aim to do is bring a gathering to cities that unites, revives, and um, evangelizes cities for the kingdom. Mm. And uh, as well as host a podcast called Questions with Caden and do some faith-based content creation stuff um, across all of the social platforms. I love it. Your podcast is amazing. We are going to be on it, I think, next week. Yeah. So you guys got to listen to this. And then next week, go listen to Caden's podcast because we talk about singleness and why am I still single? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a really good episode. I mean, I'm biased, but it was. Yeah, it's really. I know the guests guests were cool. It was was fantastic. (laughs) You know what makes a podcast good is when as like the podcast host, Mm -hmm. you felt like you got to take a podcast off. Mm. That's how you know you had a good guest. And that was that's what it was like with you guys. You guys just came in, blessed my listeners, just blessed me, had a great conversation. Yeah, they talked way too much. No, but, uh, we, no. we kind of did. No, but it, it is hard having two guests. That was your first time with two guests. So we probably talked like, blah, blah, blah. It was fantastic. but it was good. It was I good. couldn't wait for Kate to finish her sentences. So I could <laughs> just talk. Just get know? right in there. Yeah. You know, I came here to talk. So I'm just ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll do a, a lot of talking today. Yeah, I will absolutely. say before we jump in, though, mm. I love how Yona Knights has become. I've seen it, you know, on your Instagram now for how many months? Yeah, we're, we're uh, five months old. Five so months cool. old. Yeah. So it's young and fresh. Lots and lots of raw just devotion and pursuit. It's amazing. And it's a church agnostic, meaning you don't care what church they're coming from, nope. what bridge of theology. It's mm-hmm. just a night yeah. to gather yep. and yeah. unite and just worship. Absolutely. And my, yeah. my one of my biggest hearts for it is it's a place and what I think is a safe place for a lot of people to come and experience Jesus for the first time. So I always yeah. encourage people that are coming like, hey, bring a friend, mm. bring somebody that wouldn't go to church with you, but we meet in theaters and warehouse buildings and mm-hmm. come like hang with us and see like what this is about. This is not church. Yeah. I always tell people we're not a church, 
we're not your church. We're just the church. And yeah. we get in yeah. one building, no matter what you believe, what your doctrine. And we sit down and we just worship Jesus. We just say, hey, we all believe in this one thing. Mm -hmm. His name is Jesus. He died for me. I need a relationship with him. And we just, we just host his presence and pursue him together. And mm. the unity we've seen, the stories we've seen, I can talk for days about the miracles, the stories, mm. the way God's yeah. moving. Like it's been unbelievable. It's been the craziest thing that I've ever been a part of. Um, and our team is just literally like awestruck with what's yeah. happening and what's so coming. Good. We're just, yeah, it's just crazy. I, I get goosebumps. I love that. While you talk about it. I really feel like that's a corporate movement yeah. that we've started to see now across the U.S. Yep. It's just groups of, honestly, it's just Gen Z and millennials, mm -hmm. millennials mm. just saying like, we, we really don't care yeah. about the church name yeah. and brand anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we just want Jesus. Yeah. And my favorite thing together. has been like the breaking down of like any competition between churches that yeah. we've seen. Like right. we've had uh, anywhere from like five to 10 pastors every single time. Our next one, we're going to shoot for 20, 30 pastors in the room. Mm. And the friendships we've seen yeah. out of those are amazing. We are seeing them preach at each yes. other's churches. So We're seeing awesome. them grab coffee, share yeah. strategy, become oh, really that. good friends. I've been blessed with two guys that I've started to run with that have become my closest friends mm. over the last six months out of this. It's been, it's been amazing. So it's just been one of those things that I honestly just every day I'm like, Lord, I don't, I, I don't know why I get to do this, but I'm just grateful that like you picked me to, to lead this thing and we it's get great. to just steward what you do. I love it. So exciting. You know what it reminds me of? It, not the same way, but at conference this year for us, see, Heart of Dating isn't like a church congregation where we're like one theological background. And so it's so cool is when we have conference, it's all different people from all across the country or world yeah. from all different denominations yeah. in one room. You might have a Baptist or hyper conservative. You might have like not hyper conservative over here. Super you might have charismatic, so flag waving, yeah. right? So funny. All in the same room Absolutely. and worshiping at conference this year was like so Holy Spirit, and yeah. we could have not have predicted what was going to yeah. happen. Yep. But it was just the most profound, beautiful thing to see so many people of different backgrounds together yeah. that would probably never really meet otherwise. Absolutely. What I've seen too, and I don't want to take too much time to talk about Yona, obviously, it. but like what we've seen is that. That the the spirit moves differently in unity mm. because mm -hmm. what happens is the body is no longer separated the the bible talks about how christ is coming back for his bride yeah not his non-denominational bride yeah. and not his baptist bride right. and not just his pentecostal bride right. he's coming back for his bride mm. yeah one that is not separated one that has not cut itself into pieces mm -hmm. one that right. is not fighting against its own self but one that's unified united that's seeking jesus yes and when you see a group of young adults walk into a room and what we're seeing even is older young adults we're seeing post-college into the early yeah. 30s young families but you see people coming into this room and going oh we're not different. Right. I oh, I'm yes. Baptist. You're non-denominational and you're Pentecostal, but we're all walking through things. We yes. all need the presence of Jesus in our lives. We all need intimacy. I need transformation in my life. Right. I'm on my last straw. I need a friend. I'm yes. lonely. I, oh, we're all the same. Right. Yeah. And the competition dismisses. I believe that the enemy flees in that room yes. because we've seen chains of, of addiction, of depression, of mm -hmm. anxiety leave. And we've also seen um, competition leave. Yes. And the spirit moves in that room in so a way good. that like, I really can't even explain it. Yeah. I mean, so that's how amazing. you know it's God. It's when something is produced that you can never. No. You can never on. like, no. you can never plan for no yeah, shot. manly, yeah. like yeah. prepare. Like this is oh, what's yeah. going to happen tonight. No, the yep. Holy Spirit just does it. Yep. I assume too, you might have some people that come to Christ in these moments too. Absolutely. Then that's yeah. truthfully is one of my biggest hearts. Yes. The unity part, but also the evangelism part yeah. is one of my biggest hearts. I like would call myself, I feel more of an evangelist than yeah. anything else in terms of like, Amazing. if I had to categorize a calling. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I see it. people come and just fill the altars, I just... That to me is like the best thing I could ever um, see. Incredible. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect transition. Yeah. So talk about on. the beginning of the, I, I wanted to ask that because the, where I want to start the episode is talking about somebody who's a new Christian and yeah. dating a new Christian. So even if they're coming to Yona night, they experience and encounter God like wildly, phenomenally. Right. And then you know, they're like on fire. You mm -hmm. see a lot of new Christians. I will say this about new Christians. I have a really amazing friend who loves God. Her story is wild. I mean, it was raves, it was parties, it was hookups. 
drugs, like so many things. And she got wildly saved by God. And like, it took a few years of like people like trying to like, you know, bring her to church. And she was like, no, no, no. And then finally, you know, she did come to Jesus and the way she ran after God after becoming a Christian was insane. Like she was all about it. Like so fierce. And like you talk, you wrote this and actually in the notes, like the joy of salvation, like David mm. refers to in the Psalms, like there's nothing like that joy. Right. It's why he literally saved. prays, you know, God, like return me yeah. mm-hmm. to the joy of my salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The day, you know, the day I found you for the first time yeah. where you were revealed to me or just mm. a snippet of your glory was revealed. There, there should be nothing like that day. Yeah. Nehemiah 8, 10, the joy of, my, of the Lord is my strength. Right. Yeah. Like yes. you, you see that in people when they give their lives to Jesus. You mm. see that strength, that renewal, yeah. like run through their veins. Yes. Now, what comes into the question of like dating for our people and the series on Red Flags is, let's say I've been a Christian for 20 years yeah. and I'm at a Yona night or I go to some night where somebody becomes a Christian and I meet them or the next week we hang out in a group and I'm like, wow, this person's on fire for Jesus. You find out they're a brand new Christian. Yeah. Is this somebody I should consider dating or not? So that's kind of what I want to bring yeah. up. Like, yeah, because I've been a Christian a long time. Totally. Um, let's yeah, say, so I must you know be what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, this person doesn't long, really know okay, the gospel so yet. This much of a Christian. Totally. Right. Like they're this mature. Oh, you've been a Christian five years. Obviously you're five years mature Christian. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's say the hope. I had only been a Christian for two years when you met me. Would you have dated me? Truly. Is that you're actually asking me? I'm asking me? you. Yeah. Yeah. What if? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, what about one year? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would have. I mean, like, truly, I'm I just think asking. I, w- like, I think it kind of just depends. But for me and my rule of dating, it was if they're a Christian and love Jesus with all of their heart, soul, and mind, then yeah, I mm. would. And now, like, I think, and what I would ask Hayden is, do you have a rule for dating new Christians? And if so, like, how do you kind of... <laughs> like, yeah, what I if it was dictate. somebody, like, on fire? Yeah, you know what I think is interesting? I think, like, you can see people have encounters with Jesus that are, like, transformative. Right. Mm-hmm. They're never the same. You can see what they do after that transformation. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of how you can measure maturity, no matter how long they've been Christians. Mm-hmm or giving their life to Jesus, you can see like in the actions of what they're doing to continue to pursue Jesus, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell where they're at in terms of uh, their faith. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, uh, I wouldn't not date a new Christian. Right. I would just do a little like fruit measurement. I would just, I would just look at a lot of things. I think you said something in in my podcast that's huge. Emotional maturity often relates to your, to your maturity in Christ. Right. Uh Mm -hmm. And I would say the same thing. I would say, I would look at all of the categories. Mm. I would look at the categories of like, okay, where's the fruit in your friendships? Where's the fruit in your mental health? Where's the fruit in your physical health? Where's the fruit in your emotional health? Where's the, you know, like I would look at all those things before I made a decision. Um, I wouldn't necessarily keep the fact that they've only been a Christian for six months against them. I would just see, hey, where are you headed? Yeah. What things have you placed in your life that are showing me this is not just a, I went to a night where I experienced the Holy Spirit, got transformed, and then I went back to the party ne- the next Saturday. Right. What are you doing? So for the last six months, have you had to cut off friendships? Mm-hmm. Have you? Are you in church? Are you building new relationships? Are you in the word every day? Like yes. my, those would be the questions I have to ask. And to be honest, Maddie B, I would, who your listeners have no idea who Maddie B is. Maddie B works for us at Questions with Caden, but I would say he's a perfect example of a person that has not been saved super long. He would even say so himself. Yeah. But the emotional maturity and the the relentless pursuit of Christ that Matt yeah. has for Jesus outweighs people who have been Christians for, for years. Yes. So awesome. Because yeah. he seeks the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And the heart of Jesus is what makes is what differentiates between a Christian and a Christ follower. Right. right. I can label myself a Christian. But am I actually at the heels of Jesus? Mm. Am I actually going where he's going? Am I doing what he's doing? Am I pursuing to know him, his characteristics? Is there fruit in my life? Have I learned how to walk in the spirit? You know, like, are those things 
coming out or is this person like, oh yeah, you know, I, I met Jesus once and it was effing awesome, bro. And yeah. then yeah. like next, and they're like exactly. having a cigarette while you're having this conversation. You're, you know? like, you're like, cool. Got it. Cool. <laughs> but that same person in this argument could have been a Christian for 10 years. Right. Right. So, you know, to me, yes. it's like, what, what is the fruit of your life look like? And what is the pursuit of Jesus? Where are you headed? And uh, is where you're going somewhere I want to go with you? Right. Yeah, like yeah. you're talking about like believer versus follower. Like I believe in God versus mm -hmm. I'm truly walking yeah. with the Lord, which when we talk about the next category in a second, when we talk about lukewarm Christian, that's where it comes into like, I'm a believer, but are you really a follower? Like, are totally. you really walking with God? Like yeah. truly is like, are you walking and being discipled by him totally. on and a daily I think basis? About, and I think about the disciples of Jesus when he asked me that mm -hmm. question. And I think about how he called every single one of them out of what they were doing. Peter, get right. out of the boat. Yeah. Come follow me. And what those guys, I would argue, were the best Jesus followers of all time. Mm only because of their proximity to Jesus, not because they were better than us, not because they are more faithful than us, not because they had it all together, right. not because they weren't tempted, not because they mm -hmm. didn't fight amongst or they the, were themselves the most holy at or the most holy or cussing at each other. Like Peter was like, right. they, it's not because that was because of the proximity of their life and their direction and willingness mm -hmm. to be focused on Jesus. And I'm going where he goes. So no matter what happens, I'm going that way. Right. Yeah. And, and then you think about the contrast of their life before Jesus yeah. was resurrected and went to heaven and after yeah. and the contrast of so the biggest difference. I love the highlight of failure, failure, failure mm -hmm. before Jesus. And they're with him every day. Yeah. Mm. And then after he departs and imparts his spirit in them and the contrast of their entire life. Absolutely. And the rocket yeah, ship right. of behavioral change. Yeah. Yeah, you see of one you, thing. Yeah. You see Peter going like Holy Spirit. being like uh get away from me, get behind me, Satan, <laughs> to like, oh yeah, people are getting healed in his shadow. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's only one thing. Yep. It's the fruition of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Right. So I love that you brought the the fruits because that was like in my nuts. I was like, I really think like you know, from my perspective that if they have fruit in their life, they should be considered because yeah. there are plenty of Christians that have been a Christian for a long time that oh, yeah. are dead in their faith yeah. that don't have fruit of the spirit right now, you know, but I do think like from our community, which I've read tons of things from our community and I love you guys, you know, I love you, but like, I do see some kind of self-righteousness out there of like, well, they don't know all the verses in the Bible like I do. Like yeah, they don't yeah, know yeah. their Bible as well as I do. And if they're a new Christian, they probably don't yet know the Bible that yeah. well yet. Like depending on how long, right? Because some people like come a Christian and they're like, all they can do is read the Bible yeah. and they like memorize it. Yep. But, you know, reality is they might read the Gospels first. They might not know a ton of the Old Testament yet. Like they're kind of behind on knowing all that. But does that even really matter? Like yeah. I, I don't think it does. Yeah. You know, like if they're consistently pursuing Christ, it's more about the character and are they following Jesus than can they quote everything in the Bible? Yeah. In my opinion. Who are they today and where are they going? Yeah. And the reality is that when you date and you marry, you're marrying their growth rate, mm -hmm. right? And your data <laughs> is how long you've known them. And so unfortunately, and I wish it worked this way, but duration of being a believer in that length of time does not equate to spiritual maturity. No, not always, no. Right. You know what it can equate to? Pride. Yeah, and and a religious spirit. Yeah. Right. I know how to look like I'm a Christian. Exactly. Yeah. I can talk. Or I can quote. I can talk like I'm a Christian. Yes. I can quote scripture all day long, yes. but it's never permeated their heart. Yes. They've never allowed the Holy Spirit to do a work in them that has allowed them to be a spirit-led believer that's been transformed from the inside out. They can just regurgitate mm. facts. So I have a question. Right. Yeah. Is that how you guys would define a lukewarm Christian? Great question. That's yeah. a transition to the next category. Yeah, it's great. I mean, lukewarm Christian, and I actually, I, I put some things on here. I mean, we can define it first, but I actually took from Francis Chan to define what a lukewarm Christian really is. Do you guys want to hear that first? I would should, love we, to. should we define it first? It, it's it's tough to hear. It's tough to hear. Yeah. Because yeah. I like, it yeah. took from, you know, really amazing guy himself. We were uh -huh. like, Kate and I were talking about someone else. And then as soon as we went through this list, we were like, Oh, you go. Oh God. Oh yeah. my guys, humble me real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I just want to warn you guys. I lead a ministry and yeah, I have a podcast, yeah, yeah, so no yeah, way yeah. I'm lukewarm. So we're the most holy of holies yeah, right exactly. here, right? Exactly. But okay, Francis Chan, he talks about seven signs of a lukewarm Christian in Crazy Love, his book. Okay, so number one, they want to be saved from the consequences of their sin. 
basically they they don't have a desire for holiness. So they just want a, a an escape from their consequences. Yeah. Like like I just want to be escaped. It's a doctrine I wanna, called like, hell doesn't sound I'm good. good. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound good. Like I'm saved, I'm good, but it, they still keep living in perpetual sin. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's first. Number two, they are moved by radical things for Christ, but don't do radical things for Christ themselves. Mm. Which is that's hard. It's like, oh, I'm so moved by that. Like seeing Yona, oh my gosh, how amazing. But then never going out and talking about Jesus to anybody else. Or, or never starting the thing God asked them to start. Exactly. Yeah. Which can be anything. It doesn't even have to be. I think we're just so obsessed with microphone and platform. Yeah, I agree starting with Starting something doesn't have to be something that broadcasts no. or reaches thousands and thousands right. or hundreds. Like starting something could literally just be like, your literal next door neighbor. Yeah. We had a widow who her husband died and her place is in shambles. Mm-hmm. And it was just Kate, like, we got to do something for her. Like mm. we have, we cannot delay this anymore. Yeah. I don't care how stressed out we are, how many things we have going on. <laughs> it was right before our wedding <laughs> oh, last year. So I was like, I don't care. Are so busy. he's like, I'm going to go help the neighbor. I'm like, we like have to pack up our wedding stuff. Hoarder, okay. hoarder, but we're going to get on our hands and knees and scrape and clean and like wow. get in there and do radical mm. things outside Sunday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But still that challenges me. Like, cause we have this podcast, you have what you're going on doing and still like, it's easy to be like, oh, well I do this. So that's big enough. Yeah. But then what about the person I meet at the coffee shop I or just my neighbor or yes. like my day-to-day life interactions? Like even for me, that's convicting of like, wow. Cause it is so easy. I used to live in New York city. It's so easy. Just like, don't look at anybody. Just think about yourself and just be like head down right. and don't engage with people. Like New Yorkers don't really engage with people, right. you know? And that's so opposite of the call. But I think, so that one was really like, was really challenging. It's so good. Me. And I love it with what we talked about. Yona having a transformed experience with Christ is amazing, but it's honestly tantamount of importance to go out from that moment and live a transformed life. Absolutely. With Christ permeating. Yep. Okay. What about the third one? They This is similar. Rarely share their faith with their neighbors or friends or strangers because they don't want to be rejected. Yeah. So lukewarm Christian. I I talk about that all the time. I always say like, so what? Yeah. Like, so what? If you'd go tell someone, hey, can I pray for you? And they go, no. Mm. So what? Right. Like if... If you tell your barista, hey, I just want to let you know, the when I walked past you, I just had this overwhelming sense that, that Jesus loves you. And I just wanted to tell you, he hears your prayers. And they go, get away from me. So what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I didn't lose anything. Right. They just missed out on the biggest opportunity that they could mm-hmm. ever receive in their life. Like, yeah. and you start to value yes. Jesus. You start to value the kingdom. You start to value salvation in, a, in with a kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. And you stop looking at like, oh, my my life on earth is is it. But you start looking eternally. You, you look at them and realize you just missed out on the biggest thing. I missed mm-hmm. out on nothing. Right. Yeah. Like, so, like, so what? Like, let's de- like, almost destigmatize the, like, go going and telling your barista Jesus loves them. Yeah. Yes. You don't lose anything if they say no. And honestly, I've never had somebody ever. Actually, one time someone was, I was like, can you, can I pray for you? And they said, not today. Like, I was going to see them again. But. <laughs> maybe next time. Yeah, but maybe next time. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> dude, I don't even know who you are. But, but like, I've never had anybody, like, have, like, freak out on mm. me. Yeah. See? That's amazing. And and still, like for people listening, I'm like, hey, I hope this is a good check-in for you. Thanks, Francis Chan, to just like say to yourself, am I kind of lukewarm in some categories? Like, you know, yeah. we're the goal isn't perfection, but it also is to think about like how we can be challenged. Well, and here. if you challenge if if that's hard for you, which if you're human, it would be, find someone to do it with. Yeah. Find find a guy, find a girl who is yeah. unashamed. Yeah. And I promise you, you will grow. Yeah. You will grow in that boldness. Absolutely. Yes. Go ahead. You want to do number four? I'll do number four. Okay. okay. They this think about Francis earth. <laughs> no, this one's so good. And of course it's Francis Chan. They think about earth more than eternity. Yeah, that's crazy. That's such they, a Francis Chan thing to say. I know. He's so about eternity, which I love. I love yeah. But he's like preaching on it all the time. But that is, a, I never even thought about that one until he said it. Like listen to the way someone talks, mm. especially for, I think it's a great litmus test for spiritual maturity. For sure. To what degree are they holding eternity? For sure. In every interaction, action, belief, marriage, career, work. Mm. Absolutely. How does the belief of eternity impact their life? Oh yeah. 
Okay, number the next one. They love their luxuries and rarely give to the poor in a truly sacrificial way. Mm. JJ challenges me on this all the time. Yeah. He does, because I can kind of live in a comfortable bubble. Yeah. How and are JJ's you like, let's, to let's give to people. Uh, I'm great, actually. It's, <laughs> it's like a weird thing to say, but I'm uh, the best giver I know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to outgive you for sure. No, it's, it was something about a year ago the Lord like really put on my heart, like, hey, you, this needs to be like non negotiable for you in terms mm. of like giving to the local church and then yeah. um, like being generous with your things in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's been like transformative. Like at first you start tithing, you're like, oh God. <laughs> and now you're like, you get excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to see you what guys going to get excited. Yeah. And, you know, I would challenge you um, give to the point where giving hurts. Oh, yeah. And costs. that's where I've been for the last year. Like, yeah. I've been giving to the point where it's like, I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but trusting God with that has been insane to see. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the best thing. If you struggle with attaching yes. and comfort, and materialism, yep. give just give it mm -hmm. and see what it does and how it changes your heart. It's the yeah. best advice. Big time. So good. Yeah. Um, the next one, I think the last two are like really convicting, I find. They don't live by faith because their lives are so structured. So they never have to. They don't have to live by faith because their lives are that so structured. So I would almost <laughs> argue that this is the the like the most common one. Yes. Yeah. This one. And I think the last one, like their lists, their perfect list, which JJ knows I struggle with this, like to-do list and fitting and mm -hmm. structure. Like it's so filled and so perfect that if God calls you to something, there's no room for that. I can't do that. Like, look at, I'm already doing all these things. So there's no space for God to work and say, Hey, go yeah. here. Yeah. Or like we're talking about your days are so built and structured that at the grocery store, if God does give you a prompting, oh, I can't. I have to be at the next thing. Yeah. So I literally can't right. spend this five minutes, 10 minutes, your, whatever. Your totally. plan is uninterruptible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My plan is more important than God's yeah. is really what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And my time is for me, not for God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You haven't submitted your time or you haven't submitted what you what you, your mindset looks like in like serving Jesus. Yeah. Let me put it this way. This is tough because Kate and I, we did squabble on this. <laughs> yeah. We started and we need to get back into it. Mm. Uh, practicing uh, Sabbath. Mm -hmm. We listened to the Rule of Life podcast by John Mark Comer. You know, spiritual formation. Monster. Oh, so good. Such a nice And he's a Sabbath. He's a beast yeah. of the Sabbath. And mm. I fought Kate tooth and nail like a little baby because... She wanted to start in the fall. And you know what's in the fall? Football. Football. <laughs> yeah. Football is in the fall. Yeah. And my Sundays are sacred, not for church, but mm -hmm. for football. Football. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for football. So time. I would literally say, but I would craft my Sabbath instead of saying, so instead of with a whiteboard saying, what can I do to advance my relationship with God in this 24 hour period? Mm. I would start with, what can I do and enjoy? and include God in that I can pass off as mm. restful. Mm -hmm. You see the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I, have you read John Mark Comer's book, actually? Yes. Uh, Ruthless okay. Elimination yes. of Hurry? Yes. And so he talks about like the things he does on Sabbath. Yes. Which are amazing because he talks about like the things that like help rejuvenate your soul, essentially. Yes. Right. Uh, I had a mentor the other day. I like sat down for coffee with him and he goes, how are you doing, man? And I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> yes. It's like, I'm tired. Like, this Yona thing took off way faster than I thought. And the podcast mm -hmm. is this and that. And I'm like, emotionally and like mentally, I'm tired. Yes. And he's like, all right, let's fix it. And he wrote, he made me break up my life into four sections, daily, weekly, uh, monthly, and uh, annually. Yeah. And talked about the things, basically did an exercise about the things I need to do every single day mm. and every single week to help me recharge my soul. And I, I went to go write down the first thing I went and I went to go write down like, spend time with Jesus. And he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, that's a given. Yeah. He's like, if that, if you got to write this down, like problem number one, <laughs> like you got to write down spend. He's like, this is like a given that you have spent time with Jesus. Like yes. you are in intimate relationship with him every day. Like what are the other things you need to do? Like, oh, you like the mountains? Go to the mountains. Yes. Like go get refueled with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that was like JJ loves golfing. And I like encourage him. Let's go golf, For him. Today. Oh, Let's yeah. You guys definitely need to bro out golf golfing. That, dude, that'd be sick. Yeah. I'd be so down for that. Because I feel like guys have their most intimate conversations on the golfing course. We do. Yes. I have a theory <laughs> for men 
you have had your best conversations probably on a patio, mm-hmm. you know, with that old glass, you know, iron furniture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and two uh, road trips. Yep. Maybe the golf course. The thing that they how have in common is you're not looking at the guy eye to eye. That's so true. You're Sorry, looking. I've had some of the best conversations leaning over a porch on like a balcony. Yes. Just yeah, like looking exactly. at like the view. You're not Matt is like this guy's other. on it. Matt is with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not making eye contact. You know, you're looking at something else yeah. and just talking about yeah. your feelings. Versus and, girls, it's not that way at all. You guys are like sitting in like everything. the same chair and like staring at each other's Same's. eyes. Yeah. 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 We're cuddled eye. under a blanket together. True. Like, oh, I know. Tell me but guys, we're built different. Like we can't have that. Unbroken eye contact, yeah, you know, and like talk, and yeah, so good, yeah. That's such a good point, bro. I know so that's crazy. You need to talk about that in the men's mini sods. You do well, actually. You just mentioned also number seven, they give God their leftovers, not their first and best. When your friend said, If you even have to write that down, it's a problem, right? Yeah. Like, and this is a hard thing. This goes back to ruthless elimination of hurry, this goes back to time. Like, if you are giving God your leftovers, like. And you're not prioritizing that, like that's a problem. So all these seven things, according to Francis Chan, like define a lukewarm Christian. So then this is the thing. Let's talk about it when it comes to dating, you guys, because I feel like what's hard in dating is like, how do we, when we are figuring out if this person's lukewarm, there's a part of that is judgment. Like if I don't really know them off the bat, I'm just judging their lifestyle because it's not exactly the same as mine. But Caden, I want to hear yeah. from you on that. I actually would say that I think you should judge them. <laughs> oh I don't God. think there's anything wrong with like healthy judgment. Yeah. Matthew 7 talks about mm. you will know a tree by its fruit as you'll know a person by its actions. Yes. And I think it, I think you should be watching them but, and looking and, and measuring yeah. and saying like, what are your actions? How are you living your life? What is coming off of your life? Uh, scripture also talks yeah. about what you'll see in scripture a lot. Um, you see it in Luke. I think it's chapter 13, um, the parable of the fig tree. Mm-hmm. There's another parable where Jesus actually curses a fig tree, yeah. talking about the like importance of of trees bearing fruit. And the tree is always the example of like a human yeah. Yeah. having fruit coming out of their life. And if fruit's not coming out of life, there's dead pieces in their life. There's mm-hmm. a dead tree, there's dead roots, there's dead something. So for me, I, I think like, obviously... I don't mean like judge them like, like with your nose up in the air, but I mean like weigh, like measure, like view. Like, I I think it's okay to like put a little microscope on them a little bit and see like, Hey, what is going on? Like in these areas, Mm -hmm. you know, like, cause you can see some things from somebody off some interactions. Yes. The way they speak, even Mm -hmm. like what JJ was saying, like how someone can talk about eternity versus the world what they're motivated by, right? what they talk, how they talk about other people behind their backs. Oh yeah. 100%. How they, are they talking about their ex? Super how they talk about the their ex, yeah. how they bash their waitress, how they talk about their parents, mm. how they answer their phone when their mom calls, when they're out with friends and they don't want their mom calling. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you can measure fruit yes. by with, with slow interactions and tell what's happening in somebody's heart. I agree with you entirely. The reason I said, but earlier was like, only because I think sometimes in church settings, we see someone and maybe they're not leading a Bible study. Maybe they're not yeah. the worship leader. And that's when they're we're judging totally, them. Totally, totally. Versus when what you're saying is it's a process. Because I believe dating is a process of evaluation. Like yeah, yeah. you are evaluating them based on what like your core values For are, sure. your non-negotiables and these things. And that takes some time and analysis of like getting curious, asking questions, watching their actions. Mm-hmm. But if we're judging off the bat, that's where I have more of an issue. Like, do you, how can you really tell they're lukewarm? Like yeah. when, if you just met them at church, just because they're not doing X, Y, Z, the same as you. Yeah. yeah. You know I, I mean? wouldn't, I, I mean, and I don't want to interrupt you, JJ, no, if you have a thought, but no. like, I would say that like, I actually am not looking at if you're leading a Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really not like, I'm actually not looking at like, if you're at church every single Sunday, cause we've talked about, it, you can check boxes. Right. Mm. Like. I think you can identify fruit in people's lives by like their character, their integrity. Like those are the things that I'm saying, like, look at. Yes. Like if someone's not leading a Bible study, it's not the end of the world. You have no idea how they're ministering to people. 
Exactly. Until yeah. you get closer to life. Well, I agree. Plus, and then I want you to step in because no, this is good. I just I don't have being like that. Many people know my story has to do with like dating an abusive person. He was a church leader. Yeah, you can blah, check blah, the blah, box blah. for sure. You can have. And the thing is about the spiritual fruit, you can look like you have spiritual fruit, yeah. but you need to know what the inside of that fruit looks like. Is yeah. it rotten fruit? You know, like, cause people can like show that they're doing all the right things and look like they have spiritual fruit yeah. on the outside or in certain situations. Mm -hmm. But then when you take them out of that situation or when you really challenge them or when things don't go their way, yeah. then you're like, are you actually patient? For are sure. you actually kind? For like, sure. what's the quality of the fruit? Yeah, like, I, I would agree with you. You can't be like a snap, a snap judgment obviously right. like and i think that we that's good to clarify like you can't yeah. go to dinner one time with somebody when maybe they were just having the worst day of their life and they you know what i mean like yeah you can't just have that like snap but like there's the process of like identifying the fruit and cutting it open and seeing what's there and seeing if it's true and seeing if it's love bombing yeah which i just learned about guys exactly that's a great we're talking about that next week love on the podcast bombing. yeah it's so come crazy. back next week into the harder dating podcast to check out the red flag of love bombing oh, it's nuts but it's um nuts. <laughs> yeah i just learned about that you know they can do like all those things yes. um to make it look right right make uh, it look that's good. the power of a lukewarm christian is like they know how to look like a christian but they don't know how to live like a christian right so if you're around them long enough you'll start to see how they live and it doesn't add up to their fruit right yeah it's look i think it's oh um, jj has a thought <laughs> well first of all i think you're right and i'm yeah. on your team and shout out jp and uh become something they just yeah. had a great episode of what do you do if you're Christian friends aren't acting very Christian. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I should steal that idea for an episode. That's yeah, really and so he, good. he said a very similar thing. Like you absolutely have authority to look into their life and yeah, not necessarily judge, but evaluate. Yeah. And in, uh, I think he's in Second Corinthians. It's basically talking about if they are drunkards, if they are living a life of lavishness, of gluttony, don't even break bread with them. Mm -hmm. So, and there is that. I mean, that's literally what Paul says is, Hey, if you're a Christian brother, you know, and talks about going to them and secret, then going to them with company and yeah. then going to them with the church and the council and the greater, if they're still unrepentant of those three times, don't even break bread with them. Mm -hmm. So there is absolutely a degree mm. of evaluation as a Christian man and Christian For woman sure. that you're called to abide in. For sure. And if you do not abide, there is opportunity after opportunity, but if you are unrepentant, and this is where it's terrifying for me in Matthew 7, where he talks about depart from me for I never knew you. And they said, didn't we cast out demons and perform wonders? So it's very clear to me, I can't even just look at your actions and your fruit and what's great about your ministry to evaluate your heart. Absolutely. But what I can do is look how you respond yeah. and repent yeah. to mm. failure. Yeah. It's yeah. So good, Don't yeah. you see? Yep. Don't you see? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's like the greatest test of how someone responds how when things don't go their way. To failure, or failure, when things conflict. don't go their way, Absolutely. when they're caught. When you see someone under pressure, yes. Oh, yeah. You get the real the real person and then you go, <gasps> oh, Yeah. Man. We've probably all been there. I've been in relationships where you're like, Oh, this is amazing. And then you see them stressed, you're like, Who is that? Yes. yes. Who what who is that? You know? Exactly. And listen, how do they my greatest lit my favorite litmus test of character? is how do they respond when things don't go their way? Yeah. Or they're caught in sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like, cause look at our Bible. It is filled with man after man after man who has messed up. David, how did he respond yep. in repentance? One of my favorite litmus tests is integrity. And yeah. I think integrity is being the same everywhere that you are. Yeah. And so I love to view people in different situations with different friend groups at in different environments yeah because mm -hmm. i think if you see someone that's the same in all of those you can you see like oh this person doesn't have exactly. a mask on like you can see the yes. the consistency of their life like oh they're the same at church they're the same at that birthday party right they were the same at dinner behind closed they doors. were the same behind closed doors they yeah. treat their parents the same oh yeah. that they treat their sister the same exactly. they're yes. the same with the waitress as they were with that really famous person they ran into on the street you know yeah. like yeah oh they're the same they're not like hiding anything they're not like faking anything yes. they're integrous right yes it also helps you get rid of what I would say is those more narcissistic abuser type people that mm -hmm. can put on masks For sure. um, in front of other people. Yeah. I would say the last point I would say just in this topic is like, how are they talking about Jesus? Yeah. Um, because Gary Thomas is a friend of ours and Huey says, if they're not talking about God, they're probably not talking to God. So, so I'm good. like, woo, okay. That's crazy. So like, That's how so are good. they talking about Jesus? Like they might go to church, but outside of Sunday, 
are they talking about Jesus? Yeah. Are they bringing it up? Like God did this in my life today, or I'm so grateful yeah. that for God to God for this, that, and the other, or like, are they bringing up those conversations? Yeah. We've all seen those people that like are quick to talk about the Lord when they're with their Christian friends, exactly. but they like, you see yes. them hesitate on it when they're with other people that don't believe in Jesus. They're like, yes. Like, any other time they'd be like, yeah, God's good. I just got this promotion. And I then they're with somebody place. else and they're like, yeah, I just got a promotion, man. I don't know. I just got lucky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, whoa, it's that shows, shot. that shows a very interesting, like deep dive into like what they actually perceive about Jesus and their intimacy with him. Yeah, or wanting or, to please other people. Yeah. Versus. Or who, yeah. Who their life is pointing so to. Good. Mm -hmm. So okay. let's talk about the last one, yeah. which is, I feel like this will be fast. I mean, dating a non-Christian. I want to go through first, like why I think guys and girls do this um, yeah. based on being a dating coach for many years. I find that women do this because they make the claim that some guys that are non-Christian pursue them better and communicate better than guys that are actually Christian. Which is true. It's probably fair. Because <laughs> honestly, like we've kind of like gotten weird. Yes. To be honest, like us Christians guys yes. have gotten and girls have gotten weird, dude. <laughs> yes. Like Christian, like truthfully, I've said this to friends. Yes. Dating a Christian girl is harder than going and dating a non-Christian girl. Yes. Like, and girls are like, I know plenty of amazing girls that are like, I just, I try to go on dates with these Christians and they're just so weird. Yeah. And they're bad at communicating. Yeah. And then I go on a date with a non-Christian and it's like, wow, they let me know in advance when the date was going to be. They communicated it before they communicated after how they felt they planned another day they were like so intentional and yeah they had deep conversations yeah and I they just, were like yeah. i didn't feel like i didn't feel like i was guessing all the time no. and that's not the that isn't always the case right not all christian guys are this way but it's just like okay i find also on the flip side i see a lot of guys doing this because they why Find why, some Kaden? really attractive non-Christian no, well, no, no, women. Oh, sorry. Why, why okay, Kaden, why do you think why, why do your homies? Because there's some baddies in this world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're hot. Yeah. But maybe They're I can hot. bring them to church and maybe yeah. we missionary date, yeah. right? That's the thing. Yeah, it's tough. Especially guys. Okay, I'm just saying it. You guys <laughs> just throwing guys under the no, bus. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm dude. sorry. But Jeez, I feel like Kate, the guy takes the the like mentality of like I'm I'm gonna lead this woman to Jesus. Savior complex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's hard. I, I actually just kind of low key went through this. I uh, I went out with some friends. Yeah. Um, we went to Stagecoach actually. Oh, fun! Shout out country music. I sure. love it. Also, you can go to Stagecoach and not get drunk. Yes. Yes. Um. So yeah, I went to Stagecoach. A friend of mine played and gave me some tickets. So I went. Did and, you wear those boots? Um. I wore real cowboy boots. Okay. These are my. These are too nice to these, wear on yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. These horrible... are my LA cowboy boots. <laughs> I've convinced myself I'm a cowboy, but I'm a different kind of cowboy. Is that a cowboy boot? I mean, we don't have to get into this. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, JJ. Uh, Wait, is that a Chelsea boot? You're in blazers. That is, this is, these, these are women's, actually. Yeah. Michael, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are women's boots, yeah. New boot Continuing goofy. right along. No, JJ, they're for men, all right? <laughs> I love the pads on the shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like your blush. Your blush looks fantastic right now. I forgot to mention that. Um, your makeup artist did a great job this Thank morning. You. Um, I actually was there as a stagecoach, got some tickets. That's why I was there with some friends and ended up meeting up with some of my friends' friends. Mm. And we were all hanging out and there was a girl there that was, first of all, ridiculously pretty. Mm -hmm. And second of all, super cool. Yeah. Started talking, immediately hit it off and was probably one of the easiest girls I've ever talked to in my life. Yeah. Like what was it asking me questions about myself, my family, where I grew up, like what I did for a living, blah, 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 everything. Like was asking me the most intentional questions I've probably been asked in my life. We had a great time together. And then I find out she's not a Christian. Right. Yeah. Right. And honestly, heartbreaking yeah you go so close yeah so close but i think the reality is this and i think like you have to be honest honest with yourself and honest with like what happens in relationships mm -hmm. in those situations a lot of times if you end up dating somebody that is let's call them lukewarm or let's call them a non-christian yeah what ends up happening is they often pull you down to their level right. or become a weight that doesn't allow you to continue to ascend in your relationship with Jesus. Yes. Yeah, listen, completely. it's just go to the image. This is the same for the new Christian, the lukewarm Christian, and finally the non-Christian. 
equally yoked yeah. is the best analogy yeah. you could ever consistently totally. think of. Think about, you know, to the degree that you consider yourself a, a bull, an oxen, strong, matured, nourished, ready. Mm-hmm. And then think about that partner. Like to every degree that you are compensating, it's going to yeah. be dragging your work, yeah, your kingdom work. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality of one plus one equals three, you two together. And listen, like marriage and relationship is hard. Adding being a pastor to your partner is going to make it even oh. harder. Yeah, And it creates like, a really unhealthy codependent Incredibly. Dynamic. It totally. really does. The biggest thing, because I missionally dated yeah. one time. Yeah. And I hope as believers, if you if you do make that mistake, I hope you learn from it in the sense of I did it one time. And I actually had a mentor basically point out very bluntly, hey, listen, when you do this, you are tying the success of their relationship to God to yourself. Totally. Mm-hmm. You are the lucky, you know, big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And it is the most arrogant, self-inflated, contorted thing that you could ever do. Yeah. So please don't. It's also a burden that I don't think you were ever built to carry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not built to carry like someone else's faith. Yeah. And and blend it with a romantic, twisted, you know, like. And even like on like a uh, like a purity level. Yeah. How impossible is that? Like it's already hard if you're two Christians. Yeah. Imagine if one is not a Christian and has the opposite. It's like, no, let's sleep together. And you're like, no. And they're like, why? And you're like, because this. And they're like, I don't even believe that. And then you're like, well. It does not work. Yes. Okay. I I just had a friend who broke up with a girl, awesome girl. She, they had a great relationship, but she wasn't a Christian and they didn't agree on the purity stuff. Yeah. So yes. I'm proud of him. He may, had to make that sacrifice and, and do that. And it just adds another level of something. But the reality weird. of like, if success is people knowing about Jesus and being more attracted to him is, I don't think you can missionally date and leave that person with a better image of Jesus and a Christ follower in the midst of that heartbreak. Yeah. It's going to be so distorted. You almost do the opposite. You've heard those right. stories. Yes. Well, I was a Christian, but I dated this guy and he was the worst. And then right. so God well, is the worst. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So it's more devastating. So there is a caveat here I just want to make for if you are go online, because a lot of our people online date and we love online dating. So if you go online, let's say the person puts Christian, but it's like, they're not right. They maybe they put that because like they were they went to Christmas and Easter a few times a year growing up, but they're really not a Christian. So you go on a date with them and they're like, no, I'm not really a Christian at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't know like, that for I a fact. In, like, You're not stars. going to like, <laughs> like I just, yeah, exactly. Oh I'm more crystals, spiritual, right? Yeah, more spiritual. That off Welcome to LA. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm more spiritual. Like, okay, bummer. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Kate, what's your sign, Caden? Yeah, I'm a Leo. Actually, no idea. So, but like the thing is like. You can't suss them out entirely before a first date online, okay, guys? And don't interrogate them online. Go on a 90-minute interaction, and this is why you have to take the pressure off of the date because even if they are, you find out on the date they're not a Christian, what an awesome opportunity, like we have talked about, to leave them better than you found them. Yeah. Like, you you don't put too much pressure on this date. Now it's just I'm meeting somebody that is not a Christian. I'm not going to go out with them again, but I'm going to get curious about them. I'm going to show them the love of Jesus. I'm going to like, just get to know them as a human versus I'm going to try to romantically pursue them. Yeah, a little like, handshake after dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great meeting you. There's my card if you need anything. <laughs> you want to come to church with me? Yeah, yeah. Because I do see also so many people make that mistake. I'm like, if you like really adore this non-Christian person, invite them to church, be their friend, but don't date them. Yeah. Like yeah. it's great to invite them to church. It's For great sure. to pursue potentially a friendship, but like, don't don't do yeah. it yeah and i think that decision has got to be made before you even go on dates yeah, it's got to be a no yeah it's, it's got to be, be like meditated yeah this i made this decision because we will it's amazing we will justify what we want yeah oh, for sure will. especially if you're a dude and she's yeah, that stagecoach and, and she's yeah. in her daisy dukes yeah she's got a great personality <laughs> yeah we don't have to relive it man i'm still yeah. working through it so. <laughs> he's like yeah. still working through i'm still genuinely heartbroken yeah we don't have to go through that yeah i've been up all night so just kidding <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to end this episode with something fun. Do you have something fun prepared? Because we have to... You I thought prepared? you prepared the fun end. No, I, you prepared the fun end. <laughs> Actually, oh, guys, I prepared the fun end. You prepared <laughs> the fun end. Okay, guys. This so, is important. The fun end is important. Okay. The fun end is this. Did anybody go to see Barbenheimer this weekend? 
Okay, actually, I don't like going to the movies. <gasps> oh, really? Kaden! I know. This you is live like in just Los in, gen- Angeles. in general. You I know this is, a big, this is a big, like, hot take. And I don't know how Matt feels about this. He thinks that's boof. But I, I, boof? Do, I just don't in, yeah, boof. Like, not <laughs> is good. Is that a new one? No, it's actually an old one. It's boof? an old one, yeah. He, Matt B O O F? I think he is a PH. Like, oh. I, don't, like, I don't know. It's definitely an F. <laughs> yeah. Which one is it? I tried to make it nice. It, what is, how would you spell boof? Yeah, that sounds good to me. What's the same for? Boof. Like lame, stupid, dumb. Yeah. <gasps> Boof. You don't like the movie. So I, okay, I just think it's extremely overrated. <gasps> and I don't think we have enough time on the podcast to like for me to go through this. No. But like personally, we can talk about this, guys. I just think like overrated. JJ's like dying inside. No, right I'm now. just so curious. Overrated. You're the first person I've ever met. Expensive. Like- There's like a lot going on. It is expensive. Floors yeah. are sticky. Lots of people. I have, I have a small bladder. I got to pee a lot during the movies. <laughs> okay. I miss a lot of the movies. Very, very practical. Don't, I don't like popcorn. So like popcorn I is, mean, yeah, is I'm highly allergic it is to popcorn. Super overrated. So. <sighs> you guys are my people. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. The thing I look forward to at a movie theater, Icy's. <gasps> also, you know, you can get an Icy for way cheaper. 7-Eleven. Yeah. We can talk about this all day. But even but, then, the only problem with okay, Ices is the first, like third is great, and then it's just ice. But now we have to talk about the other controversial thing is, I'm sorry, I know it's not allowed, but I sneak in snacks. Like, I sneak in my own candy and snacks. I don't even think the movie theater's upset about that. Are they? I think they know. Because if they said anything, I'd be like, hey, I'm allergic to wheat and corn. I can't eat anything that you sell me, so I bring my own. Yeah, (laughs) Like, I would have a whole I'm like, I'm just allergic to your bad attitude right now, man. Let me (laughs) in. Like, I think... If I worked at a movie theater and I was the security guy checking the women's purses, because that's where you hide the candy, let's be honest. Right. And you like click the flashlight and look in, and it's just like Sour Patch Kids. I'd be like, no, 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 no. You're no, good, no. brother. You're good. I would take a cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Absolutely, hand me five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to cost you five. Yeah, that's going to be five. Hand five watermelons right you there. Find me after or before it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just save me five. I love it. I Except for when people bring like full blown meals into the theater, yeah, 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 yeah. which granted, I that. have done that. Yeah. But I don't, you can't do that with well, me anymore. She I brought think in it's so salmon, awkward. didn't you? No. Salmon. Yeah, she ripped up the salmon. No, I did not. The whole movie theater. When did I do that? I think you did. You give off the bring salmon to movie theater vibe for sure. I don't do that anymore. You guys, I yeah, bring my organic yeah, yeah. candy and like a so cabernet bad. inside, like your tumbler no. or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now I bring like my Olipop, my organic Olipop. candies from yeah. Whole Foods. So original. I've never but, had okay. an Olipop. They're so good. You're missing out. I'm a Zevia guy. What's that? Zevia. Yeah, it's like a. I've seen it. It's like a stevia soda. Oh really? You gotta yeah, try yeah. Olipop though. It's so good. It's like good. if you Podcast like orange brought soda. Podcast to you by Olipop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I see so many people so hungry to get sponsored by them. Oh, I know. <laughs> Janine is like, yeah. sponsor me. At Janine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Janine and Caleb. They're like, Just thirsty. Please. I'm like, the, it's like dating. The more you want yeah, them to yeah, do it, the exactly. less you're going to do it. Guys. I did that with Celsius for the long, longest time. I would tag them in like everything. <laughs> and they like would like start liking stuff back. And one day I was like, this is the best flavor. And like put my favorite flavor. And they were like, ours too. And I was like, hey, if y'all ever want to like send me stuff, like let me know. And they basically were like, no, nah, we're good. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you're buying them already. Anyway, That's do so we're good. Funny. Yeah. They're like, you're already, you're buying re- them. You're already giving you us stuff? the tags. Yeah, like, they're like, you freely advertising. Why would we send? <laughs> yes. Why would so you now, pay you to advertise? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, so they humbled okay. you real quick. Which I just advertised Celsius in this podcast again. There you go. Gosh dang it. By the way, though, I loved Barbie. I saw it on Friday night. It Did was you? amazing. Loved it. Did you do the Heimer? No, I need to see Oppenheimer. You wouldn't go with me. I don't know what you were not feeling well this weekend. I really want to see Oppenheimer. <laughs> I know. Um, I love the movies. I just love it. But I hear you. Yeah. Overpriced stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an AMC. I have pass. a whole list though. Like that's just the top. Yes. We'll get into it. Well, if yeah. it was more affordable, the ticket, would you be a bigger fan? I think it would begin there. Yeah. I think it would begin <laughs> to be a little bit better, but still there's like a there's it's deep seated, man. It's there's a lot of reasons. We don't have time to unpack. This is a legit secret yeah. that people don't talk about. You can pay twenty five bucks a month for an AMC pass. Yeah. I love it. And Here's go to as many as you want. JJ, I don't want to go to the movies. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I know, I we're like trying to convince yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. You, you know what, like the bottom thing. thing, I can tell you all these things, down to like, it's not good quality time. It's not a good date. I would it's argue even that. Date. Not yeah, a good date, not good quality time. I would be at the bottom of that list would also be like, also, I don't want to go. <laughs> so that's probably Is part of it Is there any too. other activity that's classically overrated for you? Pickleball? I could see you being a hater. No, I like pickleball. <laughs> I, yeah, this guy gives off hates pickleball. Like, I, got Matt. I don't like how much Matt laughs at that. That's funny. No, I played I played tennis my whole life, so I love oh, pickleball. Do you dog oh. pickleball? Oh, JJ? 
I am disgusting. Let me get you on uh, the court with Caleb Janine's. When Caleb, and, they're coming in August. I don't know. Yeah. They told yes, you guys we're going to staying at our place. No way. Yes. Okay, well, I'll see you guys in August. I'll H- come down him. and hang. Well, we're we're going to come down. Oh, so you guys will be gone and they'll be they're at the place. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll be at your place. Then. You're going yeah, to be hanging out. Yeah, we're going to make sure everything's good before they're married. Exactly. Just say you're still engaged. By the way, yeah. Hey, just want to let you know, marriage hasn't happened yet. That's why I'm sleeping on the couch. Keep and I'm going no, to be putting yeah. a monitor in your rooms just to absolutely <laughs> yeah. There's an alarm if you guys touch each other. And then I'm going to bring a baby monitor just in case. Down and, oh, and so your dogs are going to be there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I got to watch our dogs. Yeah, our two. Pups. No, we do have to get together and get the dogs. Yeah, y'all are just do. in Irvine, right? Yeah. yeah. I go to church in Irvine, so yes. Yeah. I mean, we're there every weekend, yeah. of course. I'll bring Bronx down one of these days. We'll go. Oh, Bronx. All right, bro. Well, we love you. Thank you so much for coming. In case you guys didn't know, Caden Dot Fabrizio. Questions with Caden. Subscribe. Make sure to engage all that content. <laughs> Thanks, and, y'all. Uh, Yona Nights. And Let's Yona go. Nights. More Let's to go. come. Hey, big news. We're teasing. Lots of stuff coming. I mean, I can't really tell you much. I would say if you are a Southern California young adult, look forward to September. Hmm. Uh, I would love What's for you to be there in September. Like a We're 18 to 35. Okay. Um, but we don't push anybody away. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we've had like grandmas and stuff come with <gasps> their like young adult. Oh, I love Sweetest it. thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, if you're young adult in SoCal, put September on your calendar. But then after that, yeah. uh, but what if I'm not you don't have to be in SoCal anymore. I'll just say that. Uh, we may be closer oh, coming closer to you than you think. Let's so. go. Thank you, I'll Jesus. That's so exciting. Well, we love you, bro. Love Thank you, you guys, so much man. for coming Thanks on. Thanks for being on. Absolutely. Big honor. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin. Shout out to our epic audio and video editor, Scott Caro. We have an amazing Heart of Dating team who helps bring the show to you each week. I want to shout out Kelsey Napier, our Heart of Dating digital marketing coordinator, and Elena Gibson, our brand and community manager. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we will see you next week.